We've got more Marvel drama coming up. We've got some news about the Friday Night Freddy movie. And we've also got some spectacular news about a Marvel project that has just blown everybody away. So for everyone, thank you for coming back for another episode of Lights, Camera And before we get into it, you know what comes up first. Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Hi everyone and welcome back for another episode. As always, it is a pleasure seeing every single one of you back. For anyone new, welcome. For anyone who's reoccurring, you know exactly where to plunk your ass and get ready for another episode. So as I mentioned, we've got unfortunately some bad news about Marvel, which is currently in shambles. However, we have had a two silver linings this week. And we've also had some fantastic news about something else that's also arriving. And that I have no doubt a lot of fans will be excited for this, especially the horror community, which is on the horizon too. But before we get into that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. This week has been a massive week not only because of all the news that's coming out but also the fact that this i've also got the chance to like say thank you to Stuart Cannell, who said an event screening we got to watch bring him to me which the review is out right now um if you're looking for a new thrill ride something a little bit uh a little bit different a little bit interesting with big john wick vibes i've got that for you i'll make sure the link to the episode is currently in our show notes but that is bring him to me. And I also had the absolute pleasure of having the Silver Screen Happy Hour podcast. Those guys were fantastic. They jumped on an episode and we did a deep dive on Jaws. So we were comparing Jaws 1 to Jaws 4. The Revenge. Which is infamous for its own reasons. The good, the bad. Actually, let me rephrase that. Just bad, 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 bad. Just absolute decline. Like that. <laughs> So basically, we did a really good episode of what makes a fantastic movie, a box office uh, absolute summer blockbuster to an utter dud, which in other cases is called a franchise killer, which this indeed was. Not the shark, but the movie which killed the franchise that has been the last Jules film ever since. And not to mention the fact that Michael Caine has not seen this movie as also as he filmed it because it bought his mother a lovely house. But there is so much more in that episode. And I highly recommend you go and checking that out. Um, also, just a quick reminder. We also did create a Discord a couple of weeks ago. Um, which you now I've called the Ranting, the Ranting Lounge. Which we talk, which, which the ranting and discussion. The news does not stop just on this episode. It's where you can continue the conversation. And I hope to see you all there. Uh, there is so much more debating, so much more de- debating, arguing, um, early friendly, and a lot more ranting to be done. And so I thought Discord would be the best place for uh, to continue on. So definitely please join us uh, at the Ranting Lounge. Now, enough about housekeeping. Let's dive into the news. So, as I mentioned, Five Nights of Freddy's fans... Not only has the movie done uh, fantastic well domestically at the box office, not only is it uh, Blumhouse's best uh, opening weekend of 
a movie they've ever had is that the sequel, which is kind of not surprising, but just a confirmation, is currently in the works and it will be moving forward. Now, for the last, uh, from what I was reading, is that this they tend to turn this into a trilogy, uh, which, look, if anyone's seen, sorry, if anyone's seen the ending, you'll see the fact that this uh, very leads into a second one and the and the third one is a no-brainer. So the Five Nights of Freddy movie with Playhouse has been an absolute win and a fire shot. That is currently right now still the box of Making Bank uh, and a resurgence of the video games. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know about this about this uh, franchise, look, go have a look at YouTube and then go have a look at the movie. You'll be creeped out, pleasantly surprised and... You know, the movie isn't overly, overly fantastic from what I can see from the reviews, but it does do the game justice and continues that trend from video, uh, transition from video game to movie to TV show trend that is on an absolute high. Completing this, Sonic, Last of Us have all been absolute bangers and they're continuing on. How long are you get that coffee to start my day? But... Five Nights of Freddy friends, you're in store. It is ready to go. Sequel, seconds, uh, sequel is in the works. Now, I have said on this podcast multiple times, multiple times, multiple times, the fact that Sony should give the rights back to... Sorry, Sony should give the rights of Spider-Man back to uh, Marvel, which everyone says yes. No one says no except for Sony. Every fan, every everyone at Marvel says for Sony to give the rights to them back to Marvel because they are horrible at what they create. Yes, this month at what they've done and the weirdest choices they make. Um, I did make an episode earlier last year, which is called the Lo- uh, the uh, Lost Sequels of the Spider-Man, the Lost Films, and I think there is about. Uh, I think two films from the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire that never got to fruition. And there's about four to five films that Sony had in the pipeline for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, which the, the brand new book that's coming out, it's called The Reign of Marvel Studios. Now, this book is causing some, uh, not controversy, but a lot is coming to light. Like, for example, the fact that uh, the reason why Tom Cruise never played Iron Man was because he was asking price for an unknown superhero project at the time it was way too high, and he was like, you know, like, nah, we'll get somebody else, which is no shock. So, everyone was like, oh, why Tom Cruise never take up a role? It's uh, because of the fact he cost too much. And it was an absolute win, the fact that he didn't play the character at all. Could you imagine what it was going to be like? Uh, nah, I do not want to see Tom Cruise Iron Man unless it's a cameo or Secret Wars. Now, this is right now, the weirdest thing in this book, one of the weirdest things, is that one of the movies that Sony was going to make was called the Sinister Six movie. They were going to make that. Um, they had plans that we saw at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2 with um, all the Easter eggs. It was on the horizon. And what they were going to make in that, what was loosely in that script or some of that was part of it was the fact that they were going to have Andrew's guy, uh, guy uh, sorry Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man 
go to the savage land and ride a T-Rex. Let's just let that set in. Yes. So apparently part of the script was that somehow Spider-Man was going to go to Savage Land and ride a T-Rex. And as soon as I, as soon as I saw that, I read that, I was like, no wonder this, mm, I just, what were they thinking? What were they thinking with all of this? Like, it's the, like, that's a, that's a great idea. We should print that. And then boom, uh, everything that followed. Because don't forget, they were going to make a CS6 movie. They wanted to make a Spider-Gwen. Uh, they were going to make the Amazing Spider-Man 3. They were going to make, I think it was a Carnage um, as well. There was a Carnage movie that was going to be made on top of that. Um, there was just so much. And uh, I'd like to say thank you to Eric for coming past on the YouTube. Um, I mean, I think Tom Cruise sits a roll of iron, but yeah, no way it would have been close to as special as what RDJ. No. It would... I would be so surprised, I fully agree with you, Eric. I would be so surprised if Tom Cruise made it all the way to Endgame. I can't, oh, then again, Mission, there is Mission Impossible 7 and 8, I guess. But I just, I feel like it might have been very much like probably, not the same degree, but um, especially Eric Banner, Edward Norton with the Hulk, you know, he would probably try to do a whole lot in the script and everything and try and be too much involved which happened with The Mummy, which that plummeted and was a big shitstorm and killed another friend. Actually, sorry, The Mummy killed a multi-franchised universal dark universe was going to make. So, yeah, I don't think Tom Cruise would have gone the distance. Not to mention it, it I, yeah, would have looked right, I don't think. Um, well, I guess, you know, we would have known because of word situations. Now all we see is RDJ, and we still see RDJ. Same with the Wolverine. Um, but yeah, sorry, back to Spider-Man. Yeah, so Spider-Man. There was meant to be all these sequels that were all on the plan, and there was another film which I can't remember. Was telling my head that there was another one they were going to make, and I can't remember what it was, but it was still just as weird. And I really just remember from that. Don't forget the fact that we are getting Craven the Hunter movie that's going to be coming out next year. Uh, Venom 3 is really good next year and they were going to make which I forgot the name they were going to make a Spider-Man villain movie where he's a he's a Mexican wrestler and they will go with and Bad Buddy was going to play the cat yeah uh, that's how bad that's how I just don't want Sony to touch it but no hey here we are and Sony will never get up the rights because they really haven't got anything else now and this now this is this is the game the battle. This is a lot of people apparently uh, close to Marvel have reported to Vanity Fair that there is a plan. Although they're highly considering Marvel is highly considering bringing back the original sticks in an upcoming movie. Now, for me, I think this is utterly bullshit. I think it's real. I think it's fake. Because I can't imagine Kevin Feige wanting to bring back the original six. I can't imagine him wanting to make another movie for this. But at the same time, don't forget that he this could be very misconstrued. The fact that they could all be popping up in Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Secret Wars. Because don't forget, Secret Wars, anything is possible. Anyone can come. Tom Cruise is, as Iron Man can get back. 
anyone can come back for this. So it's not so much the fact that Original Six might come back for another movie or Avengers movie. They'll they'll come back for Secret Invasion. So Secret Invasion, Secret Wars. God damn it, Secret Wars. They might come back for that. So that's where I think this is leading to is that they they come back for Secret Wars. Um, they're not another movie, and there's a lot going on between the two, and it's interesting to see that all this is rising up with the, the reign of Marvel Studios, the other ones. It, it's interesting to see where what's true, what's fake, and what fans are saying. Um, thank you, Eric. Yeah, I always mix up Secret Invasion and Secret Wars. I know. It's because Secret Invasion just came out just not too long ago, which is scary because the fact that now next as of next week we get the last episode of loki which is the last episode of the marvel tv show this year so that's even scary as well but i think they're all going to come back in a secret invasion so of course they're going to come back for another avengers movie it's secret invasion i don't think they're going to make another avengers movie and these characters are going to replace the existing because Kevin Feige is going to be pushing the massive pillar of them forward. Now, moving on a little bit, now for any Day Before fans, this is an upcoming uh, survival zombie game, survival, where this has been in development hell for a very long time. Uh, it's been pushed back, I think, do believe, three times. Not to mention, it's had some controversy with it as well. So finally, we have a release day of early access of December 7th. Now, I know a lot of people have... If you do like um, the division, imagine division, the town Clancy division with zombies, and you got the day before. The trailer, first trailer for this was five years ago. However, unfortunately, this game is again again controversy again because the fact the last trailer mimics, I think, that of Grand Theft Auto Five, just the way it's a woman talking about what you can do in this world. Uh, so. It's adding up, but then again, it's early, early access on December 7th, so we don't have a full release day at this stage, but that's something. So for any uh, Tom Clancy Division fans that are waiting for a horror new zombie game, because, you know, we all need more zombie games, this is your ticket. It's coming at the end. Whether or not it's going to be good is a completely different story. Now, for any Superman and Lois fans, I will Regrettably have found some unfortunate news that season four, it will be the final season of this spin-off show. Uh, now, now, this comes to half a surprise because the fact that uh, there's the, obviously between the CW, where was season four going to be? Season four goes, see a few cast members got cut, different budgeting. So the fact that this is the last season isn't a huge shock. It is for a Superman fans. It's a gut wrenching thing. Just getting announced, but the fact that, uh, just the fact that, oh, a new home, a new place. Oh, that's great. The show can continue. Boom. Nah, cut off. Nah, season four is the last one. Uh, don't believe there's a release date for season four at the stage, but that is, uh, unfortunately, the last one. So, how that's going to end is going to be very interesting. And I would like to say thank you to Mr. Mark My Words. Um, he's just come past the YouTube, which this man is currently on 998 subscribers, he is this close to uh, crossing the 1k mark and joining the 1k club. So, uh, if you haven't subscribed to his channel, please do. The man goes live every Tuesday, Thursdays, and does some bonus streams as well, and always streaming the latest games. 
which he will be, which he will be streaming Call of Duty just, uh, right around the corner. So that's uh, that's right around the corner as well for Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three, which I do believe uh, IGN um, gave it a four. Uh, check it uh, check it again. Uh, she wrote, hey, they're already across the 1K now. <laughs> Uh, so no, so uh, I think IGN only gave Call of Duty a four, so that's I don't know if that, that's shock and shock and all, I guess. Yeah, it is what it is. Now this completely. Now this is the, what the bonus thing I was talking about that took a lot of people by storm. Now the echo just dropped. I oh, yeah, Mark my words. The story is only three hours long. Yeah, well, it is. It is just a remake or a remaster. I think it's just a remaster. So that kind of that doesn't surprise me. That's yeah, just you know, I will be picking up Call of Duty. I won't be reviewing it, but I will because nostalgia factor is this high. <laughs> uh, but yes. Echo. Now, Echo is a Marvel TV show that was meant to be dropping in December. Now, a lot of people, now a lot of controversies also happened with this show. There was rumors that uh, Marvel just were going to scrap this and uh, end it completely because apparently it was horrible. Another source was the fact that they were just going to do a complete episode dump just to get rid of it. That there was also on set issues. Well, I'm here to tell you this trailer surprised me so much because it isn't decorrect mr mac words this from for a tv show that's going to have this much controversy or this much issues it's it's getting a tv ma rating there was blood in the trailer there was daredevil in the trailer very briefly getting the return of the red suit it was an action-packed brutal brutal trailer and like this from obviously a trailer at least it was a glimpse not the whole thing but this has got me on board so much on what could potentially happen in this kingpin he survives after hawkeye uh this trailer was action-packed think of a whole lot just said the fact that um the tagline was uh no d no bad d goes unpunished i can't remember but the hype train. This is coming in January. This is dropping on January the tenth, and it is indeed all episodes are dropping at the same time. This is also going on Hulu uh, at the same time as well. So I'm going to take it personally and take the fact that the reason why they're dropping all the episodes might be scheduling conflicts with all the striking and filming. Not necessarily take it back as the fact that there was has been production issues. I'd say yeah. I'd say the reason why is because they're just scheduling what's coming on the horizon uh so as far as i know what we're meant to get the end of the year after loki is what if season two which has not been announced so that hasn't been announced however we did get the trailer for echo um looks fantastic let me know what you think um i know there's a lot of marvel people out there that are like oh probably just be your best and it's really shit and ep- episode four will be fire but the rest will be just have faith the fact this has a TV MA rating, which uh, I think the board, um, I think we were talking, um, the Don't Be a Hero podcast, they they made a really good point of, of 
course, this drops before Deadpool 3 to get ready for the fact the R rating. So this Deadpool 3, if they don't do the sort with Cap 4, any mature adult Marvel fans like myself, we're in for a wild ride. But this looks great. Now, that is the biggest headline that's happened in the past week. Now, let's dive in to our reviews, which we have Gen V, Invincible, Loki, Loki. This all dropped on Friday. <laughs> this all dropped on Friday night. So I was like, one showdown, two showdown, three showdown. Holy crap. And talk about a cycle of emotions. Uh, just, oh, oh shit. Uh, okay. This just was up and down, up and down. Gen V. Episode 8. Final episode. So, real quick recap. Let's go to this. So, obviously, Kate kills Dean Shetty. They're trying to understand what's happened. And what happens is Kate teams up with Sam. Oh, sorry. Pull back. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Left front center. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you haven't seen it already. So, Kate joins Sam and Sam, they're going to go release the inmates, inmates, inmates? Yeah. They're going to release the inmates, uh, trap children from the forest. And then when she does that, they go attack the humans at Godolkin. And so this episode is just as bloody, just as much action. action. The CGI is top notch. This is always true and true all the way. Now, not only does, not only does Sam and Kate release all the inmates at the woods. Sam starts seeing his brother Luke, and uh, who's trying to reason with him, which unfortunately Kate, uh, because Sam says so, touches him and makes him forget everything of the pain, everything going on. So he makes him forget his brother. Not forget his brother, but forget all the feelings inside. So he is now pretty much a one-stop killing machine. He does have a massive fight with Emma, and I felt so sorry for Emma through this. I'm like, she's only trying to help him. And he, he's just not one-track mind, but he's just... Kate's, Kate hasn't forced him, but he wants to be a hero. He wants to help his kind. And look, yes, Turlian, you did fall in love with a guy that has been locked in a cage for a very long time and had prodded and picked all and messed up, and his brother died. So I guess you can't really a whole lot emotionally uh, strong everything going on. I guess you can't do that. But uh, what happens is with the rest of the, uh, Marie, uh, the rest of the crew, they're trying to s- stop the inmates at killing the humans, which just turns into an utter bloodbath. <laughs> so much. Kate's killing people left, right, and center. Um, and not to mention with you know, Kate's killing everybody killing everybody it's just going nuts Ashley's also there as well from the boys she pops in she's with a couple other uh Vought execs trying to find a replacement for the seven to actually bring the seven back to having a full team of the seven because you got married compared to the season one of the boys but like I, there isn't seven anymore like it's more like four I mean yeah four or three now <laughs> 
Because they would like die or quit or you know, Hamlanders killed them. Yeah, yeah, it's really not the seven anymore. <laughs> it's pretty much Homelander and the Deep. Actually, yeah, it could just be Homelander and the Deep right now. <laughs> um, so maybe just the two. The fish guy and the guy who's got mental problems. Um, so as as the episode progresses, uh, as everything uh, Rory's trying to do save the day. Uh, however, between all the battle, the bloodshed, everything going on, you can see uh, Kate is go- uh, Kate's about to touch. Oh my god, it's Grace's name. I just forgot his name. Oh my god, um, that's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible of me. Um, just for- his name is about to touch him. Obviously, to uh, make him kill kill himself or to kill her, go on a rampage or something. So Rory quickly makes the arm explode, makes her arm, Kate's arm go straight flat after she just used her powers just before to kill Translucent's son because you could hear his heartbeat. You also see Translucent on the ground and see without his powers and he is a weird little dude. Weird little dude. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, she makes her, makes her son. Jordan. Makes Jordan. She's got to touch Jordan. That's it. No mistake. Uh, and so Marie uses powers and to stop her Kate, Kate's arm explodes into uh explodes into pieces, and then boom, we get a homelander ca- cameo who rocks up to save the day after um after what's that uh what's that Ashley sends a message out to Homelander. Now we all were sitting in, of course, we lo- of course we're like, oh my god, Homelander is going to save the day, or this is going to go a little bit different, how is this going to go, um, so, you think the Homelander is going to, going to help, but no, he turns around to Marie, he's like, what kind of animal are you, who fights her own kind, fights their own kind, and Marie's like, well, what do you mean, so it's like, Jordan, and then she, he blasts her, with his, uh, laser vision, and then you see the flip to a news report where uh, Marie, Jordan, Emma, and Andre, Andre, who's just discovered the fact that his dad's all right. However, his powers are slowly like killing him, giving him um, seizures, which is great to, great to know where when you're a super ha- pa- superhero and you have powers, it's actually slow and killing you, is the fact that Marie, uh, Kate and Sam are the heroes of Kadolkin, but the rest have been as a massacre, they kill them. And then you find out that they're locked in a in a room, in the clinical room with no doors. I was like, oh, shit, holy, what the hell has just happened? So, it's, this leads straight into the boys season four, which is great, but what the fuck? Like, I'm just sitting there going, what, what's, What's going on? Like, what's... Like, why is Homelander doing this? Obviously, remember at the end of season three when he killed that guy with his son. The fact to be more of a soup, but still. And then at the end, we get a fantastic small cameo of Butcher who's rocked up to the woods. Guy, what a bunch of C-U-N-T's, which it wouldn't be the boys without Butcher saying the C-word. So that was a great cameo. So essentially... Going into the boys season four, 
the Butcher's, Butcher's crew are all up to speed. Homeland is all up to speed at what's happening. So we pretty much can, yeah, go straight in. Almost, before I get a recap at the beginning of going, oh, this happened on JV, this happened to the boys. It's a bit of a big recap. But at this stage, like going to, like, I don't know how much they're going to be in it, but the whole Gen V crew could very much be in the boys season four. Um, what is going to happen in boys season four is a major thing. Because obviously, at the end of the boys, Homelander has died or lose his powers one of the two. Has to happen. But everything sets up. And this was overall Gen V being a spinoff of the boys was fantastic. I can't believe we're already at the end. Like, where's all these, where's like the last five weeks gone? Um, but yeah, Gen V was fantastic. Action, the writing. And I was saying this to a guy the other day that if I was on, on paper between Loki, for me, between Loki and Gen V, not be, more of being a critic, not being a Marvel fan. Gen V is the better show, the better written, the better quality, the better story, more brutality. Gen V is bad with the boys. Maybe a Marvel fan, Loki all the way, Loki win, Loki win. Uh, but you tell me, what did you think of the final of Gen V? What 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 do you think is going to happen in season four of the boys? What it's going to lead to? Did you like the show? Did you like the setting being in the high school? Um, are you curious or you want to know what's going to happen in season two of the boys? Sorry, season two of Gen V, there, which will be 2025, I'm guessing. We're going to do show by show per year. Um, I guess that's where it's going to be happening. But as I just mentioned, Gen V smashing, smashed it. Fantastic. And a massive what the W, what the fuck, what the fuck at the end of the episode. Honestly, just goddamn. Now, uh, now let's get into the premiere of Invincible, which has been a long time coming. This feels like it's been forever since we got season one of Invincible. Oh, the dream season four. It feels like two years ago. Honestly, it does. It feels like two years ago since we got Invincible. And the hype train has just been keep going, um, but we have got now. As a quick reminder, that we are only getting about six episodes of this season of Invincible before the break before Christmas. Now, and then we get the other half, so we will have a mid-season cliffhanger. So don't keep in mind the fact that's going to be happening. So, as this episode starts off, we see Invincible versing. Uh, immortal, and we also see Omni Man at the same time, which obviously we know at the end of season one, Omni Man did lead the planet all together. So what we're actually seeing is, for any of us Terminator fans, again spoilers, this is more of a dark fate. So this episode starts off with a dark fate of seeing what happened if Mark did join Omni Man at the end. We see the planet's desolated. They see we see him kill Immortal. Um, we see Omni Man understand what's happening. And trying to help. And we also see this underground resistance trying to kill Invincible and Omni-Man. Um, and we're also introduced to uh, Andre? uh, Andrea. And A-N-G-G-A. He, um, Aragron. I could, yeah, I was trying to pronounce it. I was a bit bad at it. We're introduced to the antagonist for this season. Uh, well, at least the first half. 
where, where he really doesn't like uh, Iron Invincible because of what's happening to his planet, of course. Now, he is only a side character. We do see Robot. We do see... Um, uh, we do see a couple of returning characters, which unfortunately uh, have either died, killed, or paralyzed within that uh, very first few moments as Iron Man and Invincible do find this underground resistance. However, uh, after it does disappear uh, through a portal, which isn't explained, it just goes, it just disappears. And then after we see the Dark Fate universe, essentially, that's what I'm going to call it, it's just the Dark Fate universe, uh, we do join our Mark, the right universe, who's trying to save the day. He's only trying to do the right thing. Um, and he's only doing small time, small time superhero stuff. He's no longer with the Guardians. Uh, he's no longer with them because of what happened. He's still obviously trying to handle, process everything we see. And then he also visits the site of where his father disappeared. Um, we also see his mum, Debbie. She's also struggling as well. Uh, and, you know, she's got so much pent-up anger finding you know, find out that she, she was just a pet for last season. But animation style is beautiful. Um, it's great going back into this universe. And not to mention going to the back of Gen V. It's just as brutal, just as, as bloody. Um, there was a lot of on-the-nose points. There's like, who is he or what's he can do? Don't forget, I'm invincible. Like that. Uh, Made me think of... Oh, what do you call it? Oh, uh, um, it? Austin Powers. I think it's the second one. Right at the end, where the rocket's in space. And it's like, oh, that looks like a giant hot dogs. Get your snacks. Get your sausages. Oh, would you look at that? That looks like a giant... My junk. Like a giant... That was like... Felt like that every time someone said invincible. Like he was just straight off into somebody else saying the name. But we do see, we, we, it's good seeing his characters again. We see his high school life. He's gone back to high school trying to finish, which we do find out that he does get into university um, with, his, with his girlfriend. But at the same time, while this is going on, we see uh, the Mullen bro- brothers, they are in prison. And they also see a green portal, which they do go through. Uh, into a different unit, ultimate dimension, which we meet another version of Andre, who he essentially hires them because he wants to make a device because he has the powers to go into multiple dimensions. But he wants to basically combine all the memories, all the memories into one, but he can't get this machine to work, so he enlists their help. Um, and he's, he's not evil at all. He's not evil at this part. Which, of course, he, that starts getting going. We do see the one for the Dark Fates amongst all these different variances. Uh, do, we do see get to see he is there. He still looks like he's struggling a little bit. Now, as the episode progresses, we see the fact that Mark uh, does have an interaction with Cecil, who he mentions, I trust you, you're not safe, you can't go out there. Um, you, uh, you can't go out there, you're not stable enough, have you take a break before I let you out, which Mark doesn't take that too fondly. Now, the pro- now what is happening is with the Guardians, they're actually still, they're struggling uh, as a team because they've got no leadership. Not to mention, Robot is also struggling because um, he's now human after what happened in Season 1. 
uh, he he's he's usually the leader, but he's he's struggling because now he's feeling everything. He's feeling the fear. He's feeling it all. Um, and I think that's a great aspect of his character. Like, of course, you compared to robot, he's still using the robot outfit uh, suit mechanism, um, and he's also still got the connection with Monster Girl. Now we see that uh, we get a new team member, and Immortal will now be leading the team moving forward. Now, as again, as the episode progresses, Invincible uh, goes back to says, no, I can do it. I'll follow orders. I'll be in short leash. Short leash. Tell me where to go. So as the machine is starting to, with Mauler working on it, it starts, it starts to get turned on. Invincible rocks up. He's try and he tries to beat the Mauler brothers. However, Andrew, Andrew, Angel, all oh, pushing his name, opens multiple, mul- opens multiple, portals and more more umbrellas come as well so he's taken up about eight or nine of them and they go remember these guys are very strong very like they're gonna they can take him on they start being down invincible really bad andrea's like i don't pass this i'm not going to let you kill him so he tries to take the vice off and what do you think is happening boom explodes the whole machine explodes a lot of the variants die however andre is like has like this massive mammoth brain on his head now because it didn't work properly. However, here's the tricky thing is that his memories now, he can't difference between all the memories. He's So because of what's happened, he only sees the dark fate memories and he wants to kill Invincible. Now that's how, now he sets on that path and we also see that now Mark going into university. He also has a small interaction with immortal who goes i don't trust you you're just like your father um and i'll never trust you essentially so as this episode wraps up we have our villain uh invincible's back with the team debbie's still struggling and but this is what that's how we're going to be moving forward so this episode to me was a strong start it's got i think ron tomorrow's got 100 fresh action emotional drama high 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 um, I didn't feel bored, and I think it's a uh, great, just a good jumping-off point of where it's going. This is where our characters are. This is who's struggling. Who this is? Uh, who's the new villain? Going to how for? But at least we also got Omni Man because I didn't think how much Omni Man was going to be in the season because uh, I would say maybe he won't pop into the mid-halfway point. But I really do like they did do the Dark Fate stat. You actually got to see what would happen if Mark did join Omni Man. I think that was a great way, as a good launching point after the last season, to see where this could go. Because that was such a pivotal point. So I'm glad we did get that. But if for anyone who's cartoon brutality, you need to jump onto the Invincibles right now. Don't, uh, don't forget there is season one. Being shut out, episodes don't go originally too long. There's also the Eve special as well, so get on to that. But you tell me, what do you think of the very first episode? What are you excited for? And how do you think this is going to end? Now, let's move on to our last review, which is Loki Season 2, Episodes 5, Science Fiction, which... Okay, okay. Let's break this. Let's break. Let's let's break this down. Let's break this down. Okay. The last episode of season four 
sorry, last episode four was such a cliffhanger. I had no theories going into this except for partially one which did come true. So this episode opens up with this opens up with Loki uh, still at TVA. It hasn't exploded. Essentially, almost like the Tepaloo set at a wave, like a, a, a net, like a collection wave, which sent every single person working at TVA back to the original timelines, but not Loki. So Loki's still stuck there. He doesn't know why he's there. Um, interesting enough, why? He, interesting enough, he didn't go back um, to his original timeline unless it was pruned. Oh, it was. It was. Oh, yeah, it was destroyed. So that. Maybe that's why. We don't know. That's why he didn't go back. But he's also got his time stopping powers back as well, which he really doesn't like for obvious reasons. Um, and as his time slipping, he also goes to try and see his friends. So we get to see what people's lives were as well. So we get to see Casey was at Alcatraz. He was a convict. Loki goes there. He doesn't understand why he's there. Then we also get to see him go to D20, uh, D25, D15. Hunter too, very sorry, where she is a nurse. And then we see a C. Morbius who does finally finally drive a jet ski, which he's a jet ski salesman who with two sons and he struggles. At the same time, we also get uh, OB, who is a failed science fiction writer. He's still a scientist and a, also has a degree in science and neuroscience. Still has that, but he did uh, leave his wife and wants to be a science fiction writer. So Loki does go meet uh, OB, and lucky for enough, he also has a TVA handbook to give to OB. So talk about future falling into its falling into its um, what do you call it? Uh, felt a self-fulfilling self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, when Morbius was like, I would like to thank the person who brought me to the TVA. OB has the TVA handbook, like, all running itself. All running itself into this. So, what happens is, as he's talking to OB, he says, in fact, you know, uh, maybe try to get everyone back together, and then go back to that original point to reset it. Also, learn how to, use, how to fix your time-slipping powers. Now, I did see someone's comment that was like, oh, this just breaks so many rules. Uh, lucky time-slipping, the rules of... Uh, time and and time travel are all ruined. Uh, Marvel, I'm like, for we know, Loki's going to lose these powers at the end of this season, or he's not going to be able to use it properly, or he just goes to a branch timeline and stays it with his brother and fulfills that sentence of like the sun will start us again, brother. Like he could very much do that, but we all know that like he will probably be in, will most likely be in Kane Dynasty and. Secret Invasion, but probably will be killed permanently this time. Um, so as he's trying to learn his powers, as that's trying to go on, we get some great interactions between with Casey, OB, and Morbius, um, and his sons. And again, the CGI for this episode is great. OB fixed out how to make a time bad pretty quickly. However, we all, however, Loki tries to go get Sylvie. Now, when he goes to see Sylvie, he gets his all he's prepped up to be like, I'm from the future, time difference, TVA, you don't. But then Sylvie's like, no, I, I know who you are. I know you're Loki. I know what happened. I just came back here. And then she's like, no, I want to stay here. Don't do what you have to do. I'm not helping you. That's it. Just please leave me alone. 
and bugger off essentially they go have a drink at the bar which it, which it gets to you know loki what do you want what do you want and he's like i want to bring everyone back to tva i want my friends back i want my family back and then so he's like see you're selfish you know you're just doing what's right for you which i didn't think was selfish if you want to have help all your friends get back to the tva because you know he grow really close to morbius um which Morbius even says he's like, oh, it's such a cool name. Now, uh, now uh, Loki goes back to Obi's universe and he gets all to avoid the fact that you know, I'm just going to let you guys go. He complains, you know, gets complacent and says, I'm going to take you all back. There's no point. Now, I know a lot of people said this episode feels like a filler and feels like it's like, you know, um, it didn't really do a whole lot, which I don't think is a bad thing, because obviously it's going up for season final, uh, episode six. I would say the most thing about this episode is that you find a lot about that backstory, a lot of their connection, and this episode is aesthetically pleasing. So there's a great scene where Sylvia's sitting in a lounge, she's listening to music, and the entire world is, high, entire universe is crumbling and turning into spaghetti, which we looked so good. And then as it evolves, we see that Sylvie goes to join as Loki, tells him everything happened to a universe, and it starts happening in Obi's universe as well. All that spaghettified effect. And it's like, what are you going to do? Loki's, Loki hasn't changed, though. Everyone else is fading away. Even Sylvie fade away. But Loki didn't turn his spaghetti just yet, which is very interesting. And then, at the final moment, Loki figures out how to use his time slipping powers. Of course, under pressure. So he goes back. He goes back to before they all died. He goes, I know how to do it. You know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to rewrite the story. We're going to fix everything. And we're going to tr- try this again. And we're going to do it. So right the last frame of this episode, we see Loki use his powers one more time. He flips right back to the TVA where Jonathan Majors King was about to go, about to go out. And that's how the episode ends. So this le- so this episode goes straight into the season six. Loki ha- now has his time saloon powers. How he's gonna how he's gonna help um, Kang do? I'm uh, sorry, you know, Victor Timely d- get to the loom. How he's gonna fix the loom? How is this gonna? Obviously, the rumor is leading into Deadpool three. Will he be able to save the T? How will he be able to save the TVA? But this episode, human emotion. The CGI, doesn't matter if it was a filler episode, it's still very strong. Seeing the background, Obi is still an absolute killer, and this episode is fantastic. I didn't feel bored, I was still intrigued all the way. Um, I didn't feel like it was a disappointment for episode after episode 4. I felt like it was good, like we got a big banger episode, then like a little bit of a slow one, and then we get into the final because again, I don't know what. See, all we know is that potentially it will be leading into Deadpool three. So the end of season one of season one of Loki, it was leading to Doctor Strange. So we kind of knew what was got kind of guy uh, with there, and the universe and Spider Man No Way Home. But this is kind of a little bit more in limbo with everything going on. But love it. All the characters. It's actually kind of sad that we're already at the end. However, with Gen V done. Loki season two done. We are going to be reviewing the Marvels next week. We're also going to be obviously staying on Invincible for the train 
train right for right now. But you tell me. You tell me, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think about the last what do you think about the last episode? Um, what did you think? How is this going? Yeah, but I honestly my heart felt is this is come on. You can't tell you can't tell me hundred and ten percent. You can't tell me that besides all the shitty news about Tavern with Marvel, that both Loki and Echo haven't been an absolute hundred percent pure Marvel to the T. And this is why you should not lose faith and stay on the Marvel trend and not just go Oh, it's failing. What? Let's just watch it all implode. It's just gonna crap itself. They should just reset. But shut up. Get on that Marvel train. Stay on it. Be a true fan and get ready for the wonderful ride that's gonna be happening in 2024 with Echo, Deadpool three, Cat four. 2024 is gonna be a strong year for Marvel, and we'll see everything coming forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for everyone in the back, I would always say thank you very much for tuning in for this episode. As always, it's a pleasure seeing every single one of you, and thank you back. I hope to see you in the next one. And as always, happy rant. Thanks for listening to Light Camera Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it. Leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting.